Welcome to this episode of Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. On today's episode, join Tracy and Shelley as they discuss the books they look forward to reading during 2022. Will they all be new releases? Do their plans include any rereadings? What kind of reading goals will they set for themselves? And what is their motivation for setting these goals? They will discuss these questions and more, so stay tuned. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Stacks and Stories. I'm Tracy, and I'm here with Shelly. Hello. And in the last, uh, one of the December episodes, we did a wrap-up of everything that we liked and a couple books that we really hated in well, 20... Well, hated. We just... Oh, no, yeah. I hated mine. Oh, okay. I didn't really ha- hate mine, but... Actually, I well, I hated the sound of yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. David Duchovny book sounded yeah really well, it terrible. Was, it was not one of my favorites. So, what we're doing today is talking about books we're looking forward to in 2022. And as I have just discovered, Shelley has twisted this assignment <laughs> just for myself. It's just my own personal preference. Yeah. So. I, I made a list of books that were that are upcoming that no one has read. Well, someone's read them in 2022 and some that I'm looking forward to reading. And Shelly, what did you do? Well, I thought about the upcoming year and I've been thinking about, you know, how I want to approach my reading. And like I do with everything in my life, I like to overthink it. Yeah. So <laughs> makes life interesting. <laughs> and stressful. And... I think, I know, I know, that this coming year, I want to finally get to books that I've been wanting to read for a long time, and I'm going to read those. I'm not saying I'm not going to read new books, you know, new upcoming books. I have uh, four today that I've really wanted to read for a long time, and those are what I want to talk about. Okay, well, lay it on us. Okay, so the first book is actually a series. So it's actually 15 books. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's um, the Wizard of Oz series Hmm. by L. Frank Baum. And I've always loved the movie, Wizard of Oz, but um, the series has always called to me not when I was younger but as an adult I've always wanted to read it they are short books they're they're like middle grade chapter books they're about about 120 pages each I I believe and this is what happened to me that got me thinking that this was going to be my approach to my reading in 2022 I was at this bargain store uh, doing some shopping and I found this set on sale for $20 all 15 books Mm -hmm. and normally if you buy this set it's like $80 and I saw it and I kept looking at it and I kept looking at it I really wanted it and I really wanted it and you know I was doing Christmas shopping for other people and I was like dang it I'm buying this for myself. This is my, this is a gift to myself. I, I have a problem of uh, not buying myself things. So mm-hmm. I try to at least like one for you, one for me, <laughs> instead of all for me uh, when, I, when I'm Christmas one shopping. You. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought the set and that's what got me 
to realize that that's what I wanted to do in 2022. I want to read books that I really have always wanted to read. I had no idea there were 15. I knew that there was The Wizard of Oz and then Return to Oz, but apparently they're doing all kinds of other stuff, 13 additional Um, books. I don't know all of them. I know there's one called The Patchwork Girl and I think that's the only other one I know. And the first one is actually called The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's my first pick. Well, that's really all I know about it. I don't really know anything about the series. I look forward to checking in with you throughout the year and seeing how it's going. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I'm really going to try. That sounds, that's, that's a good, that's a good goal. What about you? Um, so there is this book called Either Or that comes out on May 24th by Elif Batuman. She wrote The Idiot, which was a Pulitzer Prize finalist a few years ago. And this is a sequel to The Idiot. So The Idiot is, is about this student named, I don't know if it's Selin or Selin, S-E-L-I-N. And she is, she's a freshman in college, and it's set in like 1995, which is not a... I, I was a senior in college in I don't think that's a long time ago, but others would disagree with right. us. So while it, it, I still was in college in the land that this character was in college. Uh-huh. And she has this crush on this guy. And anyway, it, it, it's like an intellectual version of a, and I know that sounds pretentious, but, no, no, but like, oh, it's a girl in college who has a crush. It's not like, it doesn't, it's not that kind of book, but it's kind of a, vaguely philosophical one so in either or it's a continuation apparently according to the blurb of her quest for self-knowledge as she travels abroad and tests the limit of her newfound adulthood and so one thing in the idiot that really spoke to me because I I for most of my life I've I'm really good at having crushes on people I don't know like it's people you you do not know I, I do not know okay yeah and if I, if I had known in high school that this, this boy, I literally never spoke to him, but I just had this big crush on him. So like you, I, you crushed on him from afar. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I, did I call his house uh, under the guise of um, being <laughs> on the newspaper staff and I needed to interview him because he had an interesting last name and I was doing a, a story about people with interesting last names? Which is the lamest thing I can think of now, but you know it's not. It's kind. It, that's actually kind of cool. I mean, that's that. that that's kind of neat. That, but I think, actually, you know what? I called him at like seven o'clock, and his dad said he's asleep. <laughs> so seven I don't, o'clock at, at night. Yeah. Okay. I also, and this is just a side note, I may or may not have broken into his locker. To, I didn't know him. I had to gather evidence, okay. you know, to fuel my crush, right? I might be getting a little concerned. I know. And there there was not a lot in there. And you know how in English class you have to write little journals like, oh, here's mm-hmm. the prompt. Yeah. I yeah. read a bunch of his, and it was one of them was, what kind of animal would you be and why? What and, do you say? And he wants to be a cheetah because they can run up to 70 miles an hour. <laughs> Wow. Well, he was on the track team. So literal. So literal, though. I was, yeah. like, I was really disappointed. I was like, oh, oh, my gosh. Okay. It sounds like you have fascinating conversations. Yes, absolutely. Well, we never had to have one. I also followed him through the lunch line and wrote down everything he ordered. 
Anyway, very weird, very strange person. This was in high school, This right? was in high school. You know, I... I knew other people that did similar things yeah. like this in high school. It's so that, way, that sounds very high school. It's a way like, to like yeah. kind of join the fray and keep yourself completely isolated at yeah. the same time. Yeah. In a weird twist, though, we're Facebook friends now. And I don't even post anything on Facebook. I posted like a memory the other day and he liked it. And I, I about fell out of my chair. Wow. Anyway, so... The fact that a lot of this book has to do with his crush, it really, and she's in, anyway, we're about, you know, So it, it actually all makes sense why you're interested in this Yes, book. but I want to yeah. read you a couple of lines from The Idiot, the ones that really spoke to me. So this is, Ivan is the, is the guy that she has this crush on, and he says, Is it so strange? Ivan brushed against my ear with the back of his hand. I felt my body stiffen. I was filled with dread, and yet I knew I wanted him to touch me, didn't I? Wasn't that my general policy? And that, that like, oh my gosh, I'm chasing you. Oh my God, you're here. It's very terrifying. And I have not read a lot of accounts of that particular experience. Mm-hmm. You that, know, that, generally that you have a cr- it, like people in books and in real life, you have a crush and then the person brushes your ear with the back of his hand and everything is great instead of like abject terror. and uh, dread. So that is why I am looking forward to seeing what happens in the second installment uh, called Either Or on May 24th. Well, I can see why, actually. I mean, yeah, it all. That was a very long side note that got us It was, but it was very interesting because I I had weird crushes from afar also in high school. I mean, I also had them in college, and that one lasted for like 20 years. But you know what? It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what else is on your okay. Okay. <laughs> that's a that's for my other secret podcast I crushes my, i think my second one's not crushes gonna with be, tracy not gonna be so interesting is that okay my second one and you know i don't do this but it's actually going to be a reread oh i don't like to reread but it's a book i read when i was about 19 or 20 and it's by our friend Pat Conroy. Ah. And it's called Beach Music, mm-hmm. which I, I don't like that title. I don't either. That's I why I haven't read it. It sounds so flowery yeah. and lyrical. Your favorite word. Yes. <laughs> okay, here's why I want to read it again. Back when I was super young, I remember being very entranced by this book. I remember I had this huge hardback copy because the book is really long. It's almost like 700 pages. And I would read it in the bathtub. For, I mean, that's not the only place I read it, but I remember. <laughs> I do get, remember. Time to read. <laughs> I do remember reading it in the bathtub, but it was my copy, so that's okay. And I remember I would underline things and it just, oh, it spoke to me and it meant so much to me. And now I can't even remember what it was about. So I I looked it up because I was thinking about what I wanted to read this year. And I was like, I'm going to read that beach music because, man, that book really, really said something to me. Here's what it's about. Okay, (laughs) It is about the main character's name, Jack McCall. 
and he is an American living in Rome with his daughter. And he's trying to find peace in his life after the trauma of his wife's suicide. Oh, wow. That's right. And underlining that stuff in the bathtub, eh? That's right. I was super into that. So um, at some point in the book, I do remember this. After after reading that, it jogged some uh, some memories for me. I do I do remember that he moves back to South Carolina. A lot of Pat Conroy stuff is mm-hmm. set in you know South Carolina, and there's a lot of flashbacks about trauma, which Pat Conroy is known for, and. That's all I remember. But, gosh, I remember loving that book. You know what? I'm sure it is, like, as we discussed in our last episode, The Prince of Tides truly oh, blew me away. Yes. It is, almost every sentence is like a complete... That it, man, it's just that man in, can incredible. Write. It's incredible. So, so I'm sure that beach music is also incredible, even though it has the crummy title. Yeah, crummy title. But... You know it's going to hit me differently at 48 than right. it did at 1920. You know, even that that's one of the reasons I'm not a big rereader unless there's a, cu- a couple of books I've always talked about that I reread. Jean and Johnny by yeah. yes. Beverly Cleary yeah. and Camilla by Madeline Longle. But I reread The Catcher in the Rye, which, I, oh my God, I was one of those Catcher <sighs> in the Rye girls in high school, like 14, 15, that's... Listen, Holden Caulfield, that's... That book is so boring. Like, I've read it, and I think I've even read it twice, just to make sure that I was correct the first time I, I read it. I think if you don't read it when you're, like, an early teen, yeah. you'll never... So, yeah. I reread it when I was, like, 25, and I was like, oh, it's no, not, this... It's so, it's so boring. Not, I, I don't... To me... I think you have to really... I think, you, again, you can't read it for the first time if you're out of the age of, yes. like... Yeah. Of, 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 thinking that like phonies are the worst thing in the world and yeah Yeah. anyway so so but I think Pat Conroy might he might do it he might he might still still be good yeah so I have a hardback edition that I got that it was withdrawn from a public library and so I'm really excited about reading this book I'm really excited because and I can be putting too much into this, but I'm thinking maybe it's going to give me a, a glimpse of what I was like when I was younger and why I loved this book so much back then. I think I, I don't think that is reading too much into it at all. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I mean, hopefully it'll be like, well, that was an interesting girl. You know, who really... Or, wow, that girl is really dumb to think that this was such a wonderful book. I don't know. If you were like, you know what, I love Sweet Valley High. And I'm sure that when I reread it as a 48-year-old, it's going to be just as good. Although, Sweet Valley High is wild. It is so inappropriate. Every adult male is a complete creep. Uh, Yes. The doctor is, like, patting everyone on the bottom. Yeah. Like, it's bad. It's like yeah, real bad. It, it is bad. I read, and it reread. Was all yeah. accepted back then. It's all yeah. funny. And it's all know? like um, body shaming mm-hmm. and uh, oh, it's it's very bad. But anyway, so it's not like it's one of those that you're like, yes, I'm going to. The key to my existence is in this Sweet Valley High book. 
Elizabeth and Jessica. <laughs> Enid. Well, maybe this Jack McCall, it will help me understand um, myself when I was younger a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm looking forward to it. Well, I look forward to hearing about that. And, and I kind of look forward to reading beach music, maybe. Maybe we can get, may, okay, here's what I want you to do. After you read it, okay. come up with an alternate title. Oh, that's, that suits it better. Yes, than and then I'll read it and okay. think of it as that new title. Okay, that's a, that's a good assignment and I will take it. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> what do you have next? Well, I have this friend named Casey Parks and she is a reporter for the Washington Post. She is a new, I mean, she's not a new reporter, but she just got this regular job, and I'm very proud of her. She, for the last, like, 10, 12, 15 years, she's been working on this project that I think it started as a documentary called Diary of a Misfit. And this is kind of a long description, but I'm going to read it all because I want to. And you go right ahead. I'm going to do it. So, anyway, this comes out on May 31st, P.S., Uh, The summer I told my parents I was gay, my whole world turned against me. A campus security guard told me I'd fit in better in hell than in college. My mother wrote me daily emails to say she'd thrown up thinking about me. Even my preacher went before our North Louisiana congregation and asked God to kill me. Save her and take her, he prayed, before it's too late. When my Republican grandmother pulled me toward the kitchen table one afternoon, I figured she'd condemn me too. Instead, she told me a story. I grew up across the street from a woman who lived as a man, she began. His name was Roy. The story was light on detail and big on mystery. My grandma told me a woman had kidnapped Roy when he was a little girl named DeLois, then forced him to live as a boy. No one knew where Roy came from or how he ended up. I want you to find out, she told me. Diary of a Misfit tells the story of the decade I spent trying to unravel the mysteries of Roy's life, ultimately finding answers to questions I didn't know I had about my own. I knock on strangers' doors in rural Louisiana to ask about the man people called Morphrodite or he, she, it. I dig through yearbooks, Bibles, and nursing home records. And with my mother in tow, I search for the three dozen diaries people swear Roy left behind. I eventually find the journals, but both my mother and grandmother are dead by then, leaving behind as many mysteries as Roy did. Part memoir, part investigative reporting, Diary of a Misfit is a family saga about forging connections across the gulfs that divide us. Oh my gosh. One, I'm so glad you read that whole thing. And two, I want to read that book. Does that not sound? Oh my God. I have chills. I know. Oh. I have. I actually have tears in my eyes because I, I am so... That is, just that is so moving. So that, I mean, that, that is, you get a whole book of that. When does it come out? May 31st. That is going to be so good. I can't, I can't wait. And I'm so proud of her. Yeah. And that's a friend of yours. That is a friend. Yes. I mean, we're not best friends, but. Well, that's okay. We're friends enough. That's right. Um, And that's based on a true story? It is. It is. I mean, this is a story her grandmother told her. Wow. And so she has like hours of footage of. The interviews she did with people in his neighborhood, in Roy's neighborhood, and there was a Kickstarter for a while I contributed mm-hmm. to, and then yeah. I got a postcard that had something. I, I don't remember what it was, but anyway. Well, that's going to be one of the new books I read. That, yes. Well, that sounds, I, anyway, it just sounds amazing. And yeah. Casey's a great writer, and, uh, you know, the end. 
So yeah, wow. I don't know what else to say. I know. I don't either. I'm just looking forward to it. It's it's. There's not a lot to say about books you haven't read yet, yeah. necessarily, yeah. It's, it's hard to... unless there's the backstory. And yeah. I guess that's yeah. what we're talking about. But yeah. Diary of a Misfit. Wow. Okay. Well, my next book that I want to read, and you might have read this, but it is one that I just never got to. And it's kind of always haunted me. I've always kind of felt bad but I've wanted to read it because I want to read it is A Tree Grows in Brooklyn by Betty Smith yeah I've just I don't know I never got to it and it was written in the 1940s and all all I know about it is this and maybe if you know more about it you can tell me a little bit without spoiling it Mm -hmm. I know that it is about a girl's life she lives in Brooklyn and, and there's a tree. And there's a tree. <laughs> and it's a coming-of-age book. And I know that she is in a family that they're not very wealthy. And I believe it follows her as she's, like, growing up through the decades. That is all I know. You know what? I read it a long time ago, and that's what I remember about it is more the vibe of it and okay. not, like, any real detail. What kind of vibe? Is, I'm, is, you just described it like they're okay. they're not wealthy it's just about a girl's life I love books like that you know yeah. where um it's just about the story of someone's life there, I do remember though that there's another book by Betty Smith called Joy in the Morning that mm-hmm. I loved I liked uh, A Tree Grows in uh-huh. Brooklyn but I loved Joy in the Morning I'll have um, to make a note of that so Okay. If, if you like it and want to find another, because mm-hmm. apparently I liked it enough that I wanted to read another book by her. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I did. All right. Well, that's good to know. Well, that's all I really know about it. I just know that I want to read it and stop thinking. Every time I see it, like in a bookstore or the library, I have this feeling of regret mm-hmm. and I want to get rid of that feeling. I want to read it. You know, I have there's there's lots of books like that on my on my to to read one day list, but no. this book I do not have like a, a long backstory. It's not like a friend or like well, remind, you don't have, it's reminds not, it's me. It's not required because I think your last one was I I don't think you can top it. You no, know, it okay. it was good, but this one is called Black Cake by Charmaine Wilkerson, and it comes out February first. It's about a woman who who dies, and she leaves behind a puzzling inheritance for her two children, a voice recording, and a traditional Caribbean black cake made from a family recipe with a long history. In the message that she leaves, she shares a story about a headstrong young swimmer who escapes her island home under suspicion of murder. And the heartbreaking tale that she unfolds, the secrets that she holds back, and the mystery of a long-lost child challenge everything the siblings thought they knew about their lineage and themselves. And I'm reading that, the description, as if I were just talking, but I was just reading that (laughs) from the publisher's (laughs) website. Okay, I have heard about this book, and I actually heard about it about six months ago. The publisher sent me a digital arc of mm-hmm. this book, and I have not read it. I still have it on my Kindle. 
I just, I had, I have so many books on my Kindle that, and so many arts. Can you, like, transfer those to a friend? Uh, No. um, Mm. Well, I don't know. Let me look into it. Okay. If it's legal. Now that I heard you talk about the book, that sounds really good. And (laughs) it's being made into a Hulu series, and Oprah is producing it. Oh, well, shut Let me say some magic words. Shut the door there. Okay. Well. it, It, you know. Try it out. Yeah. I'm definitely going to. It sounds, it, I don't know, it just, I'll, like a family if anything, secret. you can borrow my Kindle. I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's always. That, that is. That's doable. That is. And, and probably more legal than like, hey, illegally, yeah. uh, let's, let's uh, what is that thing called? Uh, it's na- Let's Napster that. Um, <laughs> we just went in a time machine yeah. to like 1997 there. Yeah. With that um, the title is what caught my eye when I was sent in this email with a download link, and I was like, Black Cake, hmm. So I went ahead and downloaded it, and then I just never got to it. Yeah. You know, like, it happens. happens. Yeah. I check out books all the time. But yeah. So yeah. But now listening to that, I'm like, that sounds so good. It's, yeah, I'm that there's, there's a lot of, I mean, obviously, there's tons of books that come out every year, but that one caught my eye again no backstory I don't I've never heard of black cake um you know well you don't need to I don't need to I'm gonna learn about it and I will um loan you my kindle okay so you can it because it comes out when uh February 1st I could probably just wait by the time I get around that'll be here before you know it yeah it's like a month away it's flying okay well my last book that I want to read is a very well-known book is A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Hmm. And I've read Dickens, I've read Great Expectations, and I really like that book. And every year I go to see the play A Christmas Carol. And I like all the different versions, the traditional, like when they mix it up and make it more modern. I, I love all of them. But I've always wanted to read the book because I've always wanted to read the... First of all, I love the way Dickens writes. Not everyone does, but I do. And I want to read the story without the dramatization that Mm -hmm. you get on stage. And again, this is something that when I, every year when I see it, I feel this regret like, oh, oh, I have always wanted to read that. And I don't necessarily plan on waiting till next Christmas to read it because yes, while it does revolve around the Christmas season, it's not something that I think should have to wait until Christmas time to yeah, read. I don't think there's any rule. Not not at all. So that's one of the books I plan on reading. Have you seen that movie The Man Who Invented Christmas? I've heard of it. I have not. I it's have about not seen it. Dickens writing a Christmas Carol. Uh huh. It has what's his name from about, Downton Abbey. The oh, the blonde, the guy. blonde guy. Yeah. His name is Dan something. Uh yeah. Which is um, weird because he doesn't look like a Dan. He does not look like a Dan to me. Uh-huh. Anyway, Dan something is Dickens, and apparently, I don't know. You can read uh, Wikipedia this, but. Christmas celebrations weren't necessarily the traditional the way that we think about them. They haven't uh-huh. been that way forever. And not that Dickens made up 
Christmas holidays or and the and traditional things that we think of, but the uh, apparently some of it is his doing. So so it kind of started yes. because of yes maybe because of well of his you know life. I guess traditions have to start somewhere especially mm-hmm. if they're that's true. I mean while Christian I mean Christmas is obviously a Christian holiday. There's mm-hmm. a lot of secular you know stuff that happens uh, with yes. Christmas, and I yes. think that's the part. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't yeah. make up. He didn't make up the concept no, he of did. Christmas. He, he did not. But he did not. Um, that that was someone else. That was. But that was. some of the the things that we think of as Christmassy, he he did. See, that's that's very interesting. I do know. I and I think this is correct that Dickens published this book around Christmas time. Well, I learned that from the Dan movie. Well, dang it, I need to see <laughs> this movie. Should I watch it after I read the book, you think? I don't think. You don't think it matters? I don't think it matters. Okay. Um, the The movie does have, you know, he's, I, I think, I, re- I watched it a few years ago. I believe he's under like a deadline and he's got to, he, and he just can't, he just can't can't get it there. Uh And he's, I believe he is visited by a a spirit that helps him. Or I I could have completely made that up. Like didn't, it's a hundred percent possible. I made that up because that would be a great reason to like, oh, I was visited by, oh, let me get my quill. Yeah. And write that down. get my quill and write this book that's going to be a bestseller. But there's a lot, there's flashbacks to Dickens' sad childhood and Mm -hmm. the, whatever, the poorhouse sounds so rude, but whatever. Well, I mean. (laughs) Whatever it was called, the pauper's village. They were like like workhouses and um, I'm sure there's another term. So you see the inspiration and, um, you know, I, I want to be a person that reads Dickens and I'm not a lot of people don't like his his writing I would like to it's okay I mean I think I read Great Expectations in ninth grade or it's a hundred percent possible I read the cliff notes cliff's notes is actually what they're called is that right yeah it's not cliff notes it's, it's cliffs. cliffs it's cliffs no- it's like Ruth's Chris Steakhouse yeah <laughs> I know which is something weird it's Ruth's cliffs notes Ruth's Chris Ruth's Chris Ruth's Yes. I can't. I, I don't can't understand speak. it. I can't. I don't speak. get it. I don't understand um, Ruth and her. Well, Chris. anyway, I'm not saying I love everything Dickens has written. I'm saying I read Great Expectations. I didn't think I was going to finish it because I thought I can't read Dickens, but I did, and I liked it. And I'm going to try to read a. Christmas you know what Carol. I do love? I love a uh, television adaptation of a Dickens book. Have you watched that? Bleak House with Gillian Anderson. Yes, and she is excellent. Oh wow, it is very yes. good. I love that. I don't lot. think I would ever read that book because yeah. it would be so depressing. And it goes on <laughs> for so long. Like it's like an eight-hour miniseries. Yeah. And if you think of all the stuff they must have cut out, yes, that's a long book. It would be yeah, very long. So anyway, all right. So what do you have? Well, I I just want to mention that the Candy House by Jennifer Egan comes out on April 5th. I heard. I don't, I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it, but I just heard that she had another one coming yes. out. Yes. So Jennifer Egan wrote Welcome to the Goon Squad and won the Pulitzer for it. And this book, and she's she's had one in between, but this one kind of returns to, I'm not sure if it's the same characters but the same concept of interlocking narratives multiple characters and their paths intersect but the hook sounds like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind so there's this guy creates this technology called own your unconscious 
that allows you to access every memory you've ever had and to share every memory in exchange for access to the memories of others. So I am very intrigued. Doesn't that sound good? Yes. And you know, like this is teetering on the edge. Of this is sci-fi-ish, Tracy. It's teetering, Shelly. Yeah, teetering. like it is. It's not all the way into the abyss, but yes, I'm excited to read this book. But I also want to tell you, I my other reading goals. Okay. Um, kind of like yours. I There's a book that I have tried to read, and I was so... Like, I, my lip literally curled up as I read the first, like, few paragraphs. That's a red flag It is. It's you. like, this book is awful. I hate this book. I hate this character. But so many people that I love, love this book. And I have just, I have always felt, like, weird that I have you such... You don't have to love what everyone else loves. No. You know that. But when you love a lot of the same things people love... And then there's a thing that they love. And and it's not that I just don't like it. It's that it's horrible. You start to think, is there something wrong? Well, I think, you know, sometimes a book, it's not the right time for you to read a book. Yeah, it's not the right season in your life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to read. What is it? It's A Confederacy of Dunces. Oh. (sighs) (laughs) You're in the yuck club, too. I don't like this book. Have you and, read it? Oh, I have tried. Okay. More than once. All right. Well, this will be my second And attempt. there are very good parts to it. But overall, I cannot, I cannot read the whole thing. Well, I'm going to try. So yesterday, as I was thinking in preparation for this, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to read A Confederacy of Dunces. I went and plucked it off Maybe the shelf. Maybe you could listen to it. I, I don't think so. No? I don't, I don't okay. think that's going to work. <clears throat> I don't like to listen to things. I like when the books I listen to, I like for them to be like forward plot action books. Okay. You know? Yeah, this. Instead of like description, you know? Yeah, this is not. So I read the first chapter yesterday and I laughed out loud to myself. And this is a major turnaround. Did you not laugh out loud the first time? No, my lip was too curled up. I was like. Because it does make me laugh out loud. But. It just, I, it couldn't sustain me enough to keep reading it. I think. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to pretend this is an assignment. Well, this is a good, that, I mean, that is a good sign. The fact that you laughed out loud. Yeah. Well, I got farther in it. Like I've never made it that far. Yeah. Oh, okay. Some of the, um, the dialect really had me rolling. I thought it was hilarious. Like someone says something, instead of boiling, it's written burling, which is hilarious. It's funny to me. So My, I, I do have a favorite part. I think I read about half of it. Don't tell me any part. I don't know anything about it. Well, this is not giving anything away. It's not like a, there's a part where he goes to the movie theater. And I oh, remember well, that just being. spoiled it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's a part, he goes to the movie theater. And I remember that being really funny. That's all. That's all I remember. Well, I'm going to, re- I'll report back. Oh, I just remember something else. Yeah. I know he's going to eat a lot of hot dogs or something. Yeah, he's going to be, that's <laughs> I remembered. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, you're not I, acting like okay, someone I who don't, hates this I don't, book. I don't hate the book. That's what I've just now realized. I don't hate the book. I just couldn't read the whole book. 
it's a long book and it just I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm giving it a shot. I wanna know if you read the whole book because maybe I should because now I feel like my reaction is that I don't hate it. I just I don't know. Couldn't read all of it. Yeah, I mean maybe at that time. It, it, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Okay. I thought that I would hate every word of it, but the fact that I was like, meh, wait, this is this is not terrible and it's funny. It's it's very weird. It's weird it's weird funny. And I I liked the uh, there's I read actually read the introduction by Walker Percy. Oh. And I never read the introduction. I don't like read those. I, you know when it was assigned in school, be sure and read that. No, I'm no, not doing it. I never um, did that. What could possibly be in the introduction yeah. that I need to know? Is that going to be on the test? The exactly. Introduction? Really? I did have a professor, though, who everything that happened in class was, could be on the test. So one time he told a joke. This, <gasps> That's isn't a so Shake- lame. this was in a Shakespeare class. And he happened to, I don't know, he was just talking about something. And he said he had some friends who their last name was Rath and they had a little vineyard thing. And so they had a sign that said the grapes of Rath. And then he, he, like, to himself, mutters, oenology, the study of wine. Oenology was on the final exam. Because he because mumbled he it muttered to it himself. while telling a that's joke. That's not cool. That's not and cool. And that's not fair. It's not. But, I mean, I wrote it down because I was what a nerd. What a good student. Uh, well, he was, he was kind of scary. Mm. He seemed like he might be tricky, and I was right. <laughs> You were on to his tricky tricks. Well, while you were talking about books that you read and loved a long time ago, it reminded me that I have been meaning to reread Song of Solomon by Toni Morrison because for years I cited it as my favorite book. Because I did not know this. After I read it, I was like, this is the best book I've ever read. And then as I continued to read, I'm like, nothing can top Song, Song of Solomon. I have no clue what it's about. There's a man named Milkman in it. Literally, that's all I know. I've never read it. I don't know anything about it. I'm gonna. That's I, gonna be my designated reread. So, so you are going to. Re-read I'm going to reread that? Song of Solomon. Okay. I'm going to read. Can a you remember the lo- the or the first time you read it? Yes. Or? No, it was like the. It was like September of 1995. Okay, so this will be a different. And it, point I mean, it was for a class too. It was it was a modern women writers class. My last wow. semester of college. All right. So, so we've got some assignments going on We have on some assignments. I, like like, I like a little bit of structure. And guess what? If I change my mind, no it's one's, no yeah, one's going to do anything to me. Nobody's going to die. No. If I say beach music, oh, it's too long. Oh, my, my little wrists are tired yes, holding it I up. I can't hold up this, this big hardback book. Do you, have, do you set a number of book goals I do I well I have for about seven six or seven years now and I I've always met them and each year my goal my reading goal has always it's increased like I think the first year I did it I think I started out like 30 books and um this year my goal was like 80 books and 80 books, Shelly. I've read 95 books. Oh, my God. But last year, I read 165 books. So I'm not going to top last year. Here's the thing, though. Am I going to make a goal for 2022? I probably am. 
but I don't want to. Hmm. Because while I do read a lot, and I love to read, obviously, I, I've been pondering and overthinking that I feel that making these reading goals, and this is just for me, no one else, not I feel like making these reading goals has, over the years since I've been doing over the seven, eight, six or seven years since I've been doing it, has kind of changed the way I pick the books I'm going to read. Hmm. Like ones you know you'll, you can fly through? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I am not digging that. So I was thinking that maybe I might make a goal of like, five books and you know of course I'll meet five books Mm -hmm. but see the the reason I want to make a goal is because I like on Goodreads the app or the website I like and this is the organizational part of me I like keeping my books in years so I like to go back to the year and see all the books I read that year because to me that says something about where I was at that year, you know, how the, how I was feeling, how I was doing, what, what I was, you know, interested in. And I don't think if you, I don't know if there's a way to search on Goodreads for the books you read for that year. You can sort them. There might be. But it's not easy though. It's not easy. You, it's, it, and it's not like, when you go to your reading challenge page, it's just the sea of book covers. They, yeah. It's very satisfying to yeah, be like, I they, read all those books. And they also organize it. They'll, they'll put like, here's your shortest book. Here's your longest book. Here's the average number of pages you read in a book. And that, that data appeals to yeah, me. It is, it is pretty attractive. Yeah. So I will make a goal, but... I want to start choosing my books just to read, just because I enjoy the book, mm-hmm. not because I care that I reach, you know, 60 books or whatever. I just want to not have that pressure. And I noticed that a lot of people who make goals, and it's, and it's great to have goals, don't get me wrong, but towards the end of the year, you start choosing books just to meet your goal nothing wrong with that I feel that all year long though Mm. and I don't like that about myself a couple of years ago I usually read between 40 and 50 books a year that that's that's great that's that's where I land that's way more books than most people but the the first year of the pandemic I was going to say during the pandemic but we're still in it and going strong and going strong year three moving ahead But in 2020, I had a lot of people had problems mm-hmm, yeah. reading, and it really stressed me out. And then you you may have been the one to tell me that you can just go into Goodreads and change your goal. I did. I did tell you that. It was you that did it, not know. I was like, <laughs> just change your goal, man. Yeah, because every time I logged in, it was like you're 75 books behind your goal and it was creepy so I was like oh you know what my goal is 20 bam met it you were like oh my gosh Shelly has changed my life it did (laughs) it it was like this additional manufactured pressure that I created 
Um, and I was allowing it to bother me. Yeah. So changing That's what it. I don't like. Like about I set the goal. Yeah. What's the deal? This yeah. is my thing. Who cares? No one. No one on the planet is no looking at my reading challenge and saying yeah. like Tracy changed her goal. No one's goal. looking at it but you. <laughs> no one cares. I do like it when you meet your goal and then all your friends like it. I do like That's that. That's nice. I do, and I also like it when you're ahead of your goal, yes. and they're like, you're 20% past your goal. I do like that. That is nice. So I'm, I'm going to shoot for, I might shoot for 40. I, I like what you said about, like, reading substantive books that you, you want to. I, I, can, I can read 40 books. That will probably happen. And you know what? Come October, if I've only read 20, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to change my goal to 25 I'm not going to stress it's about very, it. It's very, it is very, and maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll just make it some arbitrary goal that I don't care about. I don't know. I just want. I think if you put it as five, everyone uh-huh. you know on Goodreads is going to say, are you okay? Yeah. I Because it'll, yeah. But if you made it like 50 or 40 yeah. or something, you know, that's, it's reasonable. And you can, and, and think of what it's going to say when you're like 75% over your goal. When True. you, when you blast through it. Yeah. I just want to start choosing books just because I want to read the book. Yeah. And, and that's and how everyone I'm not should. saying I've been reading books I don't like. No, not at all. But I think I've been reading books that I know I can read really quickly. Mm-hmm like a lot of thrillers and mysteries because those are real quick reads. They are. So, and, I, and that's why I'm choosing to go back and read books I've always wanted to read, and I don't care if they're 700 pages. Speaking of books that don't take a long time to get through and that might have 161 pages, do you have anything to update us about, our audience about that we might have talked about in our last episode? Well, th- I'm so glad you asked me that question because I do. So in our last podcast, we talked about a book named Zori by Laird Hunt. And I might have grilled my partner here, Tracy, a bit about the book, asking her, well, what happens? Does anything happen? Since then, I have read the book. And I have fallen in love with the book. And it is amazing and it is beautiful. And it brought me to tears more than once. And I think what I told you at one point was I had to, there are certain sections I would slow down my reading just so I could absorb the language. And, and it's not lyrical language. It's, it's just beautiful lyrical. language. It's just so beautiful. It's almost so pared down, you know, that it's only just left with, like, the essence of it's, whatever it's he's like trying to say. It's sparse. Yeah. It's sparse, but what's there is so important. And it is, you know, it's Zori's life, and her life is... It's, you know what? It, she has an amazing life, but she, is it like something that she, like, it's not like something that you would hear, like, you would never hear about her in the newspaper right. or she's the not, news. She's not she's, a subject of a biography. No, yeah. but her life is amazing. And but I, I think uh, A Tree Grows in Brooklyn is going to be that similar kind of, this oh, is just a story of well, a person. That's, that's you know, exciting for me then. Yeah. 
Well, um, I, I realize I am a brat that I made you talk about how I, much you like the book. I apologize <laughs> for grilling you because I loved that book. I feel so happy <laughs> that this book, that you liked this book. I loved and not it. because, not, I mean, I, I'm glad that if anyone likes any book, but it's always nice when you say this book meant a lot to me and then someone reads it and they yeah. say it meant a lot yeah. to me too. Yeah. It, it does. It Even means... if I forced you to say it, um, you know, <laughs> whatever. Even though I have an extra $40 in my pocket. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, I hope that our listeners are going to set their own realistic or pie-in-the-sky goals for exactly. reading. Just read whatever you want to yeah. and for whatever reason you want to. Um, and we'll check in in a few months to see how our yeah. goals and reading and how our rereads and whatever's, how a confederacy of dunces, if I make it past chapter two. And beach music and see if I'm still sticking with that. Yeah. And see if how my little wrists are doing holding up that big <laughs> right. hard coffee. So I hope everyone has a great 2022 reading time. Experience. Yes, that's better than time. So we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. We hope you will tune in next time and we encourage you to visit your local public library often.